Welcome to the Cultivate Podcast, where each week you will hear topics related to women of faith and entrepreneurship who are cultivating lives of impact that will one day lead to a legacy. My name is Shelley Tyson, and I will be your host each week as we chat with other women who are navigating business, faith, parenthood, and a lot of other topics that relate to building lives that glorify God and serve others abundantly. I hope you enjoy today's episode and are encouraged as you intentionally choose to live a life of impact that will one day lead to a legacy impacting generations to come. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm super, super excited to have my guest, Rachel Baker, here today. Rachel is a pastor's wife. She's a mom. She's an author of a book called Deconstructed. And Rachel is really passionate about bringing difficult topics that are theological in nature and really breaking them down so that they are understandable to the everyday woman. And I don't know about you, but that sounds super juicy to me. So welcome to the podcast, Rachel. I'm so thrilled to have you here. Thanks, Shelly. I'm so happy to hang out with you. And thanks for inviting me to spend this time with you today. This is super exciting, y'all. This is the cool thing about Instagram. Rachel and I got kind of connected through a mutual friend. And I love how the Lord does that. And I immediately was drawn to this idea of having theology that is difficult and then breaking it down and explaining it in a way that average people can understand that you don't have to have a PhD to understand it. So Rachel, tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, is this something that you've always been interested in? Like, do you have a theology degree? No, no. Okay. So I'll give you like a very quick synopsis of my background. So I have a journalism degree, communications degree, actually. And I did not go to seminary. I didn't go to Bible college. Uh, Across the street from the university that I went to, there was a Bible college. And that's how I met my husband. We met at a coffee shop that was right in between our schools. And I just thought he was this like cute, I called him backpack boy, like cute Bible college student. And how cute, like he's going to be a college professor. That's his like goal. Never once thinking, oh my goodness, we're going to end up in ministry together. So right before we got married, he was, he wasn't even done with his undergrad and he was offered a youth pastor job out of state. We ended up packing up right after we got married and moving to Colorado and jumping into ministry with each other. And it was a, um, I I kind of joke that I had an existential crisis because I went from really believing, oh, he's just going this academic route because he's such a, he has such a passion for studying the word and all that, that he's just going to be a college professor. Um, And I'm like, oh, that's great because my background in journalism, I'm just going to be an editor and a writer and, you know, do my own thing. Never thinking that I could marry my love and passion for writing and editing with theology and all of these biblical constructs. I never thought about it. Like that was even a possibility. And we were about in ministry for about seven years and God moved us to Salt Lake city. And I started leading women's groups. And a lot of the women that were coming to that ministry at the time had left the predominant religion in the Valley and had no trust for their Bibles. They were actually taught not to trust the Bible. And so I realized that presenting them with a devotional, they're not going to trust that content. And so we had to start at zero. And so that's why I wrote the book and, and it's just sparked something in me, this hunger and curiosity to understand these big theological concepts, but drill them down for just everybody. I don't think that, I think the word of God is for everybody. So that's kind of where we got started and how, 
and now I'm working on apologetics and <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, I don't have a background in this, but here I am. So interesting how I'm, I'm in Exodus right now and thinking about, you know, Moses and Aaron and how ill-equipped they felt for the, the calling that God had on their lives and how God basically said, stop worrying about being equipped and just obey. Yeah. Just, and I just wonder that picture of how often as humans, I know I relate to this and you're, you're saying it's in your own story of God saying, I'm opening the door and asking you to take the first step. And for you, the first step was journalism, which you had no idea at the time that that was opening a door for you to be able to have a skill set that right. can actually equip you for this right. and how cool that God can weave all of that together. So I'm assuming that when you started to begin to get this picture of the possibility of a, breaking it down for these women that were in your group, that the book did not come the next day, that there was no. a process. Oh yeah. It was a huge process. So what happened was. And I kind of joke, my girlfriend, Nicole in Salt Lake city, and I always razz her about this. I went to a coffee shop. I was just doing some article writing at the time, freelancing. And that was kind of all, you know, I had two young children in home. And so I would steal away once a week to a little coffee shop just to write because I needed, I have a passion for writing. I've always been a writer since at the time I was a little girl. And so I kind of sneak away and work on my little tiny blog that I had at the time. And So I'm writing a little article and she sees me and approaches me and she's like, so, Hey, this is what we're struggling with in women's ministry. And because we are uh, the church that we were at at the time was multi-site. So I was the women's ministry director at my site and she was running women's ministry at her site. And she's like, this is what we're experiencing here. Are you experiencing this? And I'm like, yeah. And so she's like, well, I think you just need to write a study then. And I'm like, uh, no. And (laughs) I'm like, I, why would you think I could even do that? That's not. And she just wouldn't let it go. And she kind of wore me down. So persistent friends, God bless you because she really, she cracked something open inside of me that I didn't even know existed. And sometimes we need people in our lives to do that for us. And so what we started with was a nine week summer study on the book of Esther. And we called it at the time deconstructing Esther. And what we did was we kind of took off like the Bible study hat and put on a researcher hat. So we encouraged the women who were attending that group, sure, come and don't trust the Bible at all. That's totally okay. You're fine where you're at in that space, but let's, let's become researchers and let's become very curious. Let's study archeology. span Let's study history. Let's study, let's look at different versions of the Bible and what that's saying, what's similar, what's different. Let's look at the Greek and the Hebrew. What can we draw out of this and pull out these big themes? And it was so cool to watch women like this light go on. And I already know I'm a person of faith. So I know that the word of God is living and breathing and can be illuminated and transform our lives. But even these women who were coming with more of a critical nature or a distrusting nature, the same thing was happening to them. And they were coming every week, getting more and more excited. And like, did you know what I just learned? And oh my gosh, and wow, God loves women. And so that just, it sparked this craving in me to keep digging into the word and looking at themes and then sharing that. I mean, all I'm doing with my writing is I'm studying and learning and then just sharing what I'm learning. It's not, I'm not a theologian. I don't have a PhD in, you know, anything. 
So, but I'm curious and I want to learn. And then what I learn, I share. I love that picture of simplicity too, because we often, I think, feel like we have to be 15 to 20 steps ahead before we can even think about pursuing, helping someone behind us. And the whole point of discipleship was Jesus showing us right in his example of how to step to the person that was just right behind, grab their hand and, and, and serve. And what a beautiful, beautiful picture. So you've said, yes, you've begun these studies. You've begun to become super curious and to really look at is info gathering of these, these biblical passages. So at what point did your book deconstructed come? Was it soon after, or was it down the road? No, it was down the road. Actually deconstructed was a product of COVID. So I'm like, you know, something good came out. Of it that. wasn't a puppy though, right? It was no, not a puppy. I did not get a puppy <laughs> and I did not have a third child. So, you know, hey, I, mean, I, I had a book baby. So a girlfriend of mine, we were just trying to look at one, understanding that COVID changed women's ministry completely. So we were not doing large format gatherings. And in the context of the local church that I serve at now, you know, we shut down for a while. A lot of churches did. And so we wanted to figure out how can we still run women's ministry, but not meet. And so we got really creative and started using outside tools and different, you know, we just got super creative Zoom groups. And thankfully, for the most part, we are back together. But during that time, it just required us to think outside of the box and think outside of what we've always done. And so I started taking the tools that I had learned when I wrote Deconstructing Esther and stripping out the elements of Esther and inlaying more information about how specifically that could be applied to any book of the Bible so that you could take it and you could do a New Testament study or you could, whatever you want to study, then you have that tool as an accompaniment to the book that you're actually studying. So it it required me to strip a lot of things back. And then I was just about ready to publish. And I don't even remember quite how this happened, but apparently I have a Twitter account that's hooked up to my WordPress from like a thousand years ago. And I had plugged in all the information on the back end, thinking it was all secret. No one knew. And the one person who follows me, my girlfriend Shelby saw it and then shared it. And so then I'm like, oh no, now I have to do this. So she just lit a fire under me and it probably would have taken me months longer, but you know, when someone tweets that you've published a book, which I had not yet published, I was like, oh my gosh, now I have to actually do it. So that was that process. I'd probably still be working on it if she hadn't retweeted my accidental tweet. Isn't that cool how in your story two times already, I've heard that God has used other people outside of you to really encourage you and challenge you to take the next step. And I think that is really neat when you can look back and see how God used other people and how maybe you could be used also for someone else to really help spur them on in the purposes that he has for them. So as you're preparing this during COVID, what were some of the challenges you've already mentioned that just not being able to be in person was the challenge, but what were some challenges personally that you experienced in trying to just get this off the ground, especially after the tweet and realizing you were going to have to do the thing? (laughs) Well, I think with anyone who's a creative, we can be our own worst enemies. So when it came to like blog writing and developing smaller content, article writing that I'm trained to do that. So it, 
it's almost, I don't want to take the fat out of it, but it is almost formulaic. Like I kind of have a formula. I know how I'm doing that, but to release a book or to write a Bible study, those were areas of growth. And so even right now, I've just released for my women's ministry an apologetic study guide. And I have to tell you, like the last two weeks, I've been attacked spiritually more than I have in two years. And it's like that understanding, oh, wow. You know, when we are forging ahead, the enemy hates that. And there is an enemy. And sometimes I think even in ministry and even as a pastor's wife, I I forget that. I'm like, oh yeah, right. And so I think myself personally, I would deal with the, you know, perfection, you know, wanting it to be so perfect. I'm sure there are typos in the book, but I haven't, I, I had it edited by a professional editor and two more editors, and I'm sure there are imperfections and having to just get over myself and let it, let it go. Be like, okay release this into the world so that I can work on what's next. Cause I already knew I wanted to work on another book. So getting over that perfection mindset, getting over, or just facing the discouragement or the feeling like I'm not equipped enough. I don't, you know, again, I don't have a seminary degree. So who do I think I am to write that? And it's that inner voice where, you know, where you're critical of yourself or, you know, somebody edits it or you get a negative review and that can be really deflating but also to remember hey i'm not actually doing this or man i'm not doing this to please someone i'm doing it out of just sheer discipline and obedience and the outcome isn't mine to hold that's that's up to god and so those are hurdles that i think any creative whether you're in podcasting or you're an artist or i mean we struggle with those things and just having to be aware of like okay when I'm in the thick of writing or in the thick of content creation, we're probably going to get attacked and to armor up, get ready, you know, talk to your spouses and your friends and like those people in your life that can come alongside you. Like I reached out during this time while I'm writing this apologetic study and told so many friends, oh my gosh, I am struggling. Please be praying for me. Please be loving on me because I need it. And, and they've showed up like, you know, to say what I need. And it's like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Cause I was really struggling today. So yeah. those types of things help. Yeah. Bringing other people into it. And, and I think as you're talking about this, I'm reminded that often those voices are when we're thinking that it's about us and anything that we do from a kingdom perspective is, has nothing to do with us. We are the vessels. It's something that God is needing to be done. And goodness, the humility that that should give us that he would even use us in that way. And yet also the freedom that comes from being able to release the results, just releasing it to him and say, I'm obeying, I'm showing up, I'm doing the very best I can. And the results are, are up to him. And I love the picture of that, just that release. And so what signs of God's faithfulness have you seen in this current project that are encouraging you to keep the momentum going? Yeah. Maybe just, I don't know if there's anything tangible that you've seen him do um, beyond maybe just friends reaching out and texting at the perfect time. You know, I, I really do believe that he uses people. So I think that that idea of the friends like praying over, you know, 
spurring each other on that whole concept of iron sharpening iron that is so needed in our Christian walk. Oh my goodness. Like, and, and it's not just creatives that need that. It is literally all of us that need that. We are designed for community and we need each other to be affirming and lifting each other up, but also like correcting my boss, who is our connections pastor at our church. I like spiraled out two weeks ago and she did a little correction And I'm like, "Hmm." you know, it hurt. I didn't like it, but I needed it. And we do need people in our lives that are brave enough to do that. So for me personally, I see God working through people who love him. And that is what blows me away the most. But then also just the, the quiet and the peace that he gives when I'm like, I'm, I'm struggling to understand this huge concept or, um, or I'm struggling to be motivated to write today, or I don't really want to do this, you know, cause we all have those moments. Um, or I'm like, why someone said it better, who cares, you know? And for him to just kind of let, to let his spirit rest on us, to get quiet in the morning or quiet when we're journaling or to drown out those negative thoughts with worship and to let his spirit wash over us and be like, Hey, I chose you. I chose you for this time, for this season, for this moment. Stop questioning your ability. Stop questioning the gifts. Like I've got you. And again, that is that release and surrender where it's like, again, it's not about me. Sometimes I want to make it about me, but it's really, really not. And I think that's where for me personally, I see God moving the most. I love that. I am especially coming out of COVID reminded so often of the power of community. And I think a lot of us didn't realize how we needed that until it was stripped away on so many levels. It was just taken away in so many levels and reminded of the intention that it takes to build community. And so I'm thinking, what advice do you have maybe for the creative out there who knows that God has opened the door for her to do something, knows kind of what steps to take, but needs that tribe of people around her and doesn't really know, do you go out and ask people? Do you pray that God provides them? Like what advice do you have for her to create that circle um, for herself? So I'll just kind of tell you what, what worked for me. And it was a couple different things. So so we need that spiritual surrounding, but also if you're creative, you probably need a creative surrounding. And sometimes there's overlap and sometimes there's not. So for me, when I returned to writing or I realized that writing was something I could do within my faith context, I joined a writing organization. So I, it was like, I don't know, 2017, I think I went to She Speaks and I met at, and I went all by myself, flew across the country, stayed in a hotel room by myself uber tuned from the airport by myself and God just like showed up and gave me friends, other women who were writing and creating. And so even to this day, we still were in touch with each other on social media and we encourage each other and those, their writing projects are off the ground. And it's just been really cool to watch what God does. So I think as a creative being in a community of creatives, whether that's a writing community I have a membership with hope writers and I do other like other little writing communities where there are people that have been doing it much, much longer and they have a ton of great wisdom to share. And it helps when you get discouraged to be able to, you know, go on the forums and be like, (laughs) 
you know, I was rejected. And yeah. like, how many rejections did you get? And I'll be like 12. And I'm like, well, that's great. You know, that's like, yeah, you're a real writer. So things like that are very encouraging creatively, but then also spiritually, it is that community. So I feel like I lucked out in my women's ministry because we create a lot of content in-house and I just got really, I think God has just blessed me with women who have a heart to teach and a heart to speak and lead and write and do these things. So I have kind of within the ministry, I have a small group, I have my lead team that I lead alongside and we really spur each other on as well. So I think being in local community and if you're just starting out, you know, especially coming out of COVID in the local church, like, you know, flesh against flesh, the local church. And I know that might be different for different people, depending on where you live, but small groups, it, I think that is where it's at. Being a part of the body is so incredibly important. So, yeah. I think that's great advice too, to recognize the circles as being different and what you need and what you get and what you can give and consume and then be able to collaborate with and all of that is different in different contexts. And so to understand that so that, you know, when I'm with these people, this is the purpose. And when I'm with these people, this is the purpose, but I love how you talked about, you know, God bringing these people. And I think ultimately when he has designed us to live in community and that means that he wants us to be in community. And so when we ask for that, he can provide that in beautiful, incredible ways. And yes, that support and that structure and framework is so, so important. How can our audience get in touch with you, get connected with you, learn from you, and then also get a copy of deconstructed if they want a copy. Yeah, I spend probably more time than I should hanging out on the Instagram, on the gram. So you can come watch me do silly reels about my kids destroying my house. I love your reels. (laughs) So good. I'm learning. So my handle over there is hello, Rachel Baker. I'm pretty easy to find on Instagram. And then I do have a website that is going through a overhaul but you can come hang out with me there. Also it's rachelsheriebaker.com. And then I write for crosswalk.com. So you can find my articles on crosswalk. I love it. We will put all of that into the show notes, Rachel. Thank you so much for sharing your story for your authenticity behind the process of obeying God, walking through doors that he opens, surrendering, and then seeing his faithfulness through all of that. What a joy and a privilege. And I can't wait for our audience to get in touch with you, to watch your reels on the gram, and then to get their copy of Deconstructed. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. My prayer is that this episode today has encouraged you that wherever you are, wherever God has you walking, whatever season you're in, you can make an impact that will one day lead to a legacy impacting generations to come. If you would like to learn more about Cultivate and how you can continue making an impact in your home and in your business, you can check us out at cultivatelegacy.org or follow us on Instagram at cultivate underscore legacy.